are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Week two, no Nate the Professor Christian, but guess what? We have a treat for everybody. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, we got Chev and Nooney. Chev, what's going on, my man? Chev, I believe you're muted. Not, not much. Uh, just a lot of good Phoenix Sun. My cat just uh, knocked out my mic, so sorry about that, everybody. Sorry about that. It happens. Cats are mischievous. My cat is here. Um, trying to bait me to pet her stomach, but we all know what happens there. Um, speaking of belly rubs, we are joined tonight in place or in lieu of the professor, Nate Christian. We got Zach Duarte. Zach, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while purposely, but how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here. Excited to be here. Glad to fill in for Nate and uh, pinch hit, man. I, I love being a pinch hitter, man. That's what I'm really good at. That is great. And uh, so Zach is coming in and pinch hitting in the four hole, I guess we could call it, because that's where pinch hitters hit, right? I don't know. I don't really do baseball. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that being said, so Zach, you are the guest of honor. Mm-hmm. Kind of stretching the truth a little bit there, but you are a guest tonight on the show. So we're going to start with you, but let's talk about, you know, you're breaking out onto the podcast. So let's talk about some players that are going to break out in 2023. And most importantly, how are we going to acquire them? Now, I just want to let you know that any player I listed, I did try to acquire them in all the leagues where I didn't already roster them. I will let you know the results when we get to me. But Zach, let's start with you. Let's kick it off. Who is breaking out in 2023? Why? And how are you acquiring them? Yeah, I put on here a player that I actually just drafted in our Rewinders League, Jerry Judy. So I put my money where my mouth is there. Uh, Jerry Judy, a 24-year-old wide receiver going into the fourth year of his rookie deal. And uh, most notably, the Broncos extended him that fifth-year rookie option on his deal. He averaged 14.6 points per reception last year in four of his final five games of the year. And now we are ushered into this new era with the Denver Broncos and Sean Payton, uh, brilliant offensive mind, a quarterback that can get him the ball. And when I look back at reasons why he he hasn't broken out yet, right? Um, rookie year, right? 87 receivers with at least 50 targets. Jerry Judy was dead last in the number of targets that were deemed catchable, okay? Sophomore season, injured, third year, Russell Wilson. We go into this now with Sean Payton. Jerry Judy, the Denver Broncos believe in him by extending that fifth year of his rookie deal. Same thing with Tua and the Dolphins, how they did that uh, and believing with him. And then here's here's the kicker for me. In Sean Payton's 15 years as Saints head coach, the offense finished top five in offensive scoring eight times, and they finished top 10, 12 of those 15 years. So for me, that says there's an 80% chance that the Denver Broncos offense is going to be a top 10 offense this year. I want a piece of that, and I want the number one wide receiver on that team. And a wide receiver, I think, that I can get relatively at a good deal right now. Um, What does it cost to get him? If you're talking in terms of 2023 draft picks, in terms of DLF calculator, in between the 108 and the 109 in rookie draft picks, or I did plug this in. Was that the 108 and a half, Zach? 
Yeah, 108 and a half, you know, 108 and a half. Or a 24 third round pick and Amari Cooper. Uh, you're kind of tearing, uh, I would say, maybe up from Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper is a little bit older, although you might get better production out of Amari Cooper for one year, potentially. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather a tier up with uh, Jared Judy as opposed to Amari Cooper in that situation. And when I'm looking at those 2023 draft picks, if you still haven't had your rookie draft, you're talking about one of those three wide receivers, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. I'd rather have Jerry Judy at this point in his career, 24 years old in that offense. I'm buying Jerry Judy or drafting Jerry Judy wherever I can. You know, I'm going to say that it's hard to say that you're necessarily tearing up going from Amari Cooper to Jerry Judy. And I understand your your thought process and your logic there. So I'm going to half agree and half disagree with you. And here's why. If I'm a win now team, which I am because I'm fantastic, I want Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper was the wide receiver 10 last year, if I remember correctly, in PPR scoring formats. He's going to have a full off season with Deshaun Watson. And I think he could definitely replicate. You know, there's other good wide receivers on that team. I think I believe I have one on the sheet as well. I don't know. I can't scroll down right now. But I like what Amari Cooper brings to the table. And I think if you need a good one-season rental, he is probably um, he's probably a good one to have. So I might prefer him a little bit over Jerry Judy. That being said, compared to what Jerry Judy has done in the rest of his career, I think you could definitely say what he's going to do this year will be a breakout for sure. So I agree with you there. Chev, are we on the fence? Do you agree or disagree with Zach? Yeah, I agree. I think this is Jerry Judy's year, especially, I mean, they picked up his option, like they said. I mean, this should be a year where he dominates. It should be a year where Russell Wilson looked for him a lot in this offense. And like you said, Sean Payton has led great offenses in this league, fantasy-wise as well. So I think Jerry Judy's destined for a good year this upcoming year, and it's going to be a breakout year for him. I know he finished decently well last season, but I think this year is the year he puts it all together. As long as he stays healthy, should be a, a good time to have Jerry Judy on your team. You know, one, one thing I will say about this, oh Mike, real quick, is in those six weeks that Deshaun Watson played with Jerry Judy, he finished top 30 or better one time. When did, when one did time. Deshaun Watson play with Jerry Judy, man? I'm sorry, with Amari Cooper. My bad. <laughs> sorry about that. In those six weeks that he played with Amari Cooper, one top 30 week. Only one week with more than six targets. So I'm not all that hype about Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson. Like, they brought in more weapons. And I get that. I'm just not all hype that. about them. What I'm going in with there, if I'm a contending team, is you're banking on the veteran quarterback that didn't just come off of the Nathaniel Hackett season. Deshaun Watson missing that time with the suspension. Hey, look, everyone thought there was a time where Deshaun Watson was like the consensus number two or three quarterback in Superflex leagues. If you remember, hey, I remember when it was like Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield was up there and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Don't say it wasn't true because I tweeted that and people were like, well, you're full of it. Chev, do you remember that? Do you remember? Yeah, I yeah. remember when yeah. Baker Mayfield was the king of fantasy football at one That's point. That didn't right. pay off too well. Chev remembers. I'm not old and senile yet. I remember too. So I'm kind of banking on the veteran presence there. I understand that Russell Wilson is a vet too. Um, hopefully Sean Payton can restore some order in Denver. And speaking of hungry wide receivers, we're talking about a place that we got some question marks, but Chev, you've got a breakout here. Tell us who it is and why and how you're getting them. Yeah, and this guy, I mean, we didn't see a whole lot of him last season. Didn't do too much in that offense, but Traylon Burks is a guy that I see destined to be breaking out for this upcoming year. Competition for targets, he's going up against Kyle Phillips, Nick Westbrook, I I don't even know how you say his name, 
Chig, Aconquo. I think it's Akeem, but I also... Uh, Akeem, that, that's right. That's right. Akeem is it. But, I mean, the only person that's really going to push him for targets, in my opinion, is Chig. I don't I see either of these other guys pushing to take Traylon Burks catches out of his hands. Like I don't see anybody really going after in the wide receiver room that's going to stop Traylon Burks this upcoming year. You know, they have to take it a little easier on Henry as well. Got beat up a little bit last season. Probably come back healthy, ready to go. But you want to preserve Derrick Henry a little bit. You want him to be ready for that playoff push if they can get there. So Derrick Henry is a guy that they're going to have to manage well. You got Tajay Spears there to help out with that. But I don't think that's going to hurt Traylon Burks' uh, catches coming into this upcoming season. You know, he can win in multiple ways. He can win over the top and make incredible catches. We've already seen it this this offseason already. We've seen it in the regular season as well. He's got good yak potential as well. He's a big body wide receiver that's pretty physical after the catch. So that's why I really like about Traylon Burks this upcoming year. You know, they drafted him to kind of take over for A.J. Brown once they traded him. That was kind of the, the goal, I think, in their opinion. We know we trade A.J. Brown, but we get Traylon Burks in the draft, and hopefully he can resemble A.J. Brown a little bit. I think they have similar games. I don't think Traylon's going to get to that level of what A.J. Brown has done in the NFL, but I do like that he's the main vocal point, honestly, in that passing game at this point. And, you know, he's just an athletic wide receiver. I can see him getting over 100 targets, 65 receptions, and 850 yards. I know that's probably not what you're looking for where you drafted him as a rookie. But to me, that is a big breakout year for Traylon from where he was at last year. I think he finishes like wide receiver 84. That's going to push him up way higher than where he was at last year. So that's why Traylon Burks, to me, is going to be breaking out the cost. For this draft in 2023, you're looking at the 107 or 108, which I think is fine. I'm mm. fine with drafting him before um, Zay Flowers and uh, shoot Zay Flowers and Quentin Johnston. At this point, I think he has a lot more potential in the offense that he's in, and that's kind of where he's going in 2023. I would say a mid to late 24 first will get it done, and I've seen Zay Flowers in a second and seen him being traded for Mike Williams as well. Zay Flowers, it, it could be a toss-up. I still would take Traylon Burks ahead of him, but I think he's I think he's poised to have a big year. And, you know, from what we're hearing in the offseason, his asthma is not as bad. So that means big things. The air is going to be coming out of him this upcoming year. Go get Traylon Burks. I agree, Chev. And the reason why is the breakout, he doesn't have to do much more. He was wide receiver 82. So you, you were close. Yeah. You were close. Wide receiver 82. I think wide receiver 84, by the way, was Allen Robinson. Yuck. Oh um, so I feel like people are just kind of out on Traylon Burks. I'm all in on buying people being out. If the worst thing that happens is the Titans go from Ryan Tannehill to Will Levis, you know, he gets to build a rapport with the young quarterback. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. So I'm in on the breakout tempered expectations breakout yeah. for Traylon Burks. I yeah. think we could all say that. Zach, are you agreeing or disagreeing with that? You have a kind of a snooty look like you're going to disagree with us. No, not at all. Um, as a matter of fact, I also have Traylon Burks in our Rewinders League. So uh, I'm, I'm, this I'm is with just you. like <laughs> this is way for Zach to just stroke his ego having him on this podcast. I mean, tonight. it's just proof that I believe in what Chef is, uh, <laughs> Chef is saying, and, and I got him at a good price. So mm -hmm. I, I absolutely love Traylon Burks. I think it's ridiculous the prices that you're able to get him. And 
you know, that's a conversation we can have for another day with the dynasty yeah. community just overreacting. Like if I can trade the 107 for Traylon Burks, a hundred out of a hundred times I will do that because none of those wide receivers that you're getting at 107, as long as it's not a JSN, none of those wide receivers are are going to be wide receiver ones in their offense anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And Traylon Burks is head and shoulders the wide receiver one of the Tennessee Titans, even if they bring somebody else in at the wide receiver position. I know it's not a team that throws the ball a lot. I think that will be changing as we usher into this new Will Levis and whoever the running back is, if that's Ty J Spears. But like Derrick Henry's not going to be the running back there in three years. So I really like Traylon Burks and and I like him more because of how cheap you can get him as compared to last year. When when we were talking about Traylon Burks as the 101 in February last year, 15 months ago, 16 months ago, Traylon Burks was the 101 in rookie draft. So, I'm all on board with with Chef's pick here. And like I always say, buy those underperforming year two wide receivers. So speaking of underperforming year two wide receivers, I had thought about putting Drake London on this list just to ruffle some feathers. (laughs) Couldn't do it. I even thought about Greg Dortch, but you can get him off the waivers. You know, hey, look, somebody's got to catch the ball out there. Instead, I'm sticking true to my guns and I'm going with Denver Broncos tight end Greg Dulcich. Wouldn't be podcast without me talking about tight end staying on brand so look we were all high on dulcich last year i think i was leading the charge there if i remember correctly but there's a bevy of reasons why he didn't pan out in year one including but not limited to russell wilson not playing up to par hackett's offense was just terrible overall even when russell wilson was playing good that offense was just bad he only played 10 games he was limited by hamstring strain um now here is something to consider KDOT and led all rookie tight ends last year with 42 receptions. Nate has said that multiple times on this podcast. That's great. Good for you, KDOT, which is extremely impressive considering you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in that offense. It's pretty impressive, I'll say that. But Dulcich was no slouch in his 10 games either. He was 33 grabs, 411 yards, and two touchdowns. And in fact, if you stat out his season to 16 games, which is what KDOT played, Dulcich is downright beast. 53 catches, 658 yards, and three touchdowns. Now, I know that that doesn't sound like beastly numbers. Keep in mind that would have been for a rookie tight end, okay? That put it puts him at 136.8 fantasy points on the season, which is PPR non-tight end premium. That would put him at tight end 14, ahead of guys such as Dawson Knox, Jawan Johnson, and Noah Fant. And don't forget, sometimes we have to project future success, especially with the young prospects. He did finish his tight end 29. So his current value is that of a 24 third in a non-tight end premium league. I don't think it gets it done. And that's the DLF value on him right now. Hey, let's find out. I had two leagues where I did not roster Greg Dulcich. So this was a hard one. And look, I'm going to say this right now. John McGlynn, if you're listening, I love you. I hate trading with you. When I see you roster a player that I want, I almost don't want that player anymore because somehow me trying to get Greg Dulcich off of you turns into you trying to get Jameer Gibbs off of me. That's not how this works. Stop it. So I sent a trade. I believe I sent this trade to Chev. I should have written it down. Did I offer you John Mechie for Greg Dulcich? No, it wasn't me. I'm the next that guy. Some, that was I'm someone. The next guy. Okay. Uh, there was another one where I tried to use Dolchich as the uh, tier down. I offered TJ Hawkinson for Dolchich and a first. Chev, that one was to you, right? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. What I don't know if I have a league where I have TJ Hawkinson. The only one you traded me was Elijah Moore for John Mechie. That's the only one I can remember. 
My bad. My bad. Um, yeah, no, the, I, I had TJ Hawkinson. I was trying to uh, have Dulcich be my tear down mm-hmm. tight end and get a first on top of it because I had a Dallas Goddard in that league as well. So I figured, you know, I could I could afford to. Um, so everything that I sent was either declined or no response or somebody tried to get Jameer Gibbs and I just stopped. <laughs> so here's some completed DLF trades. Not that I see any of these. Uh, Greg Dulcich for 304, which I think is pretty fair. Dulcich for the 205. I would gladly pay that for Greg Dulcich. Dulcich for Chig Unconquo. I like Chig. I'd still rather have Dulcich too. Greg Dulcich for Marvin Mims. Kind of a wash, if you ask me. I think the value is pretty similar for both of those guys. So, Zach, Chev. Zach, we'll start with you. Do you agree? That's your only option. Do you agree? I do agree. I'm very much yes. a Greg Dulcich fan. Um, I, I I just think like every everybody on the Denver Broncos offense, their arrows pointing up. I'm not so certain about Cortland Sutton, but uh, you know, I, I think Albert that. O? No, because Adam of Troutman. No, because of Dulcich. So what about um, Tim Patrick? Yes, Tim Patrick. Yes, Let me Tim Patrick and, and KJ Hamler. Like right I don't know if they start the season with both Sutton and and Judy there. Um, but I just think having a competent offensive mind, as I said before, 12 of the Sean Payton's 15 seasons, his offense has been a top 10. So mm-hmm. I'll roll with that numbers. I'll roll with starting players in that offense. Any so day. Zach is telling you he's in on Lil Jordan Humphrey this year. That's, That's right. what he's saying. That's right. <laughs> All right, Zach, did you have anything else to add? Sorry, I kept talking over you. No, that's it. I'm, I'm, with, it. You. I'm with you on Greggy D. All right, Jeff, do you agree or disagree? That's a theme for the Dynasty one, apparently. I'm not I'm not part of the theme, but everybody tries to talk over Zach. That's what I have realized. <laughs> Every time this man talks, somebody else is talking. So I try to give him his, his peace and quiet during his speeches. But, you know, you got to temper expectations with Greg Dulcich because there's a lot of mouths to feed in that Denver offense. Yes, we have everybody arrows pointing up. But at some point, that arrow is going to go down for a second, and then it can go up again, and then it can go back down. It could stay up for a few weeks. It could switch. There's just so many different mouths to feed, especially at the running back position as well. If Javante comes back healthy, he's going to be catching a good amount of passes, in my opinion. So I I think Greg Dolchich, he's going to have a good season. He'll be a breakout, I think, this upcoming year. But just don't have high expectations every single week because it's just yeah. not going to happen. Especially, with, I think Jerry Judy could see some down weeks too. I mean, it's just going to happen. Sure. But it's going it, to. I think Greg Dolchis has a has a good year and he's a breakout though. I will say that. All right. So basically, what everyone's telling me is that they agree with me, and I love hearing it. But listen, if you want to break out of your rookie draft run, get yourself a copy of the first ever Dynasty Rewind Rookie Draft Guide. This guide, you will gain access to our film grades, player insights, and dynasty outlooks for every player we believe will be fantasy relevant this year and beyond. Additionally, you get access to several written pieces, such as things you need to know before you draft, draft trends and strategies, rookie sleepers, rookies to draft at your own risk, our guys, and a 2024 rookie preview. You receive over 70 pages of beautiful content sent right to your phone, computer, or tablet. Check it out today. Payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. And hey, look, if your rookie draft is over, I will say, you know, maybe you got um, some redraft leagues coming up. Scott Fishbowl. You want to think about some uh, some rookies that you want to put into your lineup. This will still help you out there because 
some of these projections are going to be relevant towards redraft as well. Mm -hmm. So let's move on. Zach, you get to scroll back up because you started halfway through (laughs) the show sheet. So Zach, who do you also think is breaking out this year in 2023? Yeah, I'm a believer of J.K. Dobbins this year. I've, I've been a believer of J.K. Dobbins this year, but I think a lot of people jumped off the bandwagon in January through March. And I was I was definitely off the bandwagon. Then they didn't draft anybody, and they actually addressed the wide receiver position. They brought back Lamar, and I'm like, hell yeah, J.K. Dobbins, let's go. Um, obviously, he should be as fully healthy from the torn ACL as possible. Okay, It's been two years now. Um, he did start to look like himself the last few games of the season last year. Uh, But X's and O's wise, I'm looking at that offense and I'm saying they're going to have a lot less stacked boxes on that offense. Last season, uh, J.K. Dobbins saw eight defenders in the box on 36% of his rushing attempts. That was fourth most in the NFL. Uh, That's behind Cordero Patterson, Tyler Algier, and Derrick Henry. You can explain the two Falcons running backs by Marcus Mariota. Nobody respects him. And Derrick Henry, everybody respects him. J.K. Dobbins was next because nobody respected that offense to throw the ball 10 yards or more down the field mm-hmm. when, you know, they traded Hollywood Brown and then Rashad Bateman's hurt for the 17th time in his career. Haha, <laughs> Nate. Um, <laughs> an improved and healthier offensive line. Ronnie Staley's back. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking at the end of the season last year. Um, he finished with the third, uh, third highest uh, rate among running backs with 100 rushes behind Cordero Patterson and Josh Jacobs. Uh, he was fifth in breakaway run rate behind Ken- Kenyon Drake, Tony Pollard, and Kenneth Walker and James Cook, and no reason to believe with another full offseason, he can't do better than the 5.6 yards per carry that he averaged last year in 92 carries. He had four 20-yard runs last season, and that's with, again, those stacked boxes and not being fully healthy. What am I trading to get J.K. Dobbins? Again, I use the DLF trade calculator. It comes out to the 108. Uh, I think that's a situation where if I am a team trying to win a championship, I will trade for J.K. Dobbins. Mm-hmm. He puts me in a one- to two-year window. I do believe if J.K. Dobbins has a good year, uh, the, the Ravens will bring him back on some kind of a, a, a decent contract for the two. Um, if you're looking at 24 draft picks or, or, or future assets, it's a 24-second and Rashad White for J.K. Dobbins. I know some people are high on Rashad White. I'm not just because well, he had 3.7 yards per carry last season, and I don't think that that situation gets any better without Tom Brady. I think you're gonna Rashad White is going to be in top five in terms of facing stacked boxes next year as well. Mm-hmm. So – uh, for me, I'm. I think J.K. Dobbins. This is finally the year that we've been waiting for J.K. Dobbins to kind of break out into the running back that we saw at the end of his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know, Zach. You make a lot of good points. I I want to own Keaton Mitchell too. UDFA for the Baltimore Ravens. Some nice little sleeper pickup. You were you were you were probably the Tyler Beatty guy too, huh? No, I was not a Tyler Beatty yeah, guy. Yeah, sure. Okay. Liked, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked Keaton Mitchell's film way more than Tyler Beatty's. Yeah, sure. Throw, throw me any irrelevant Ravens running back. I'm sure you'd like them. If not you, then Nate. Well, yeah, Nate, for sure. I mean, I'm not a Ravens fan. I don't just like pick a random AFC team and go, I love all these players. What are you doing drinking <laughs> your water with two hands? What are you for? Anyway, I do agree that uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to have a breakout this year. I like it. I'm fine with the value as well and why are they going to stack boxes against tampa bay baker mayfield's got a top 10 arm in the nfl source youtube comments (laughs) 
I'm not touching that. I, <laughs> I want to be like, invited back here. <laughs> I was I was like starting to rattle off a list, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could think of ten quarterbacks that have a better arm than Baker Mayfield. Um, but Chev, what do you think? Uh, do you agree or disagree with J.K. Dobbins' breakout in 2023? All we're missing is a healthy season. If this guy stays healthy, the yards per rush is insane. The guy can get in the end zone. I mean, he's a smaller running back that can bruise through people as well. I love everything about his game. He was one of my favorite running backs coming out. Had a good rookie season on how much he played. So I'm all in on J.K. Dobbins. It has to be this year. I mean, he's healthy for the first time in how long. It's going to be a good year for J.K. Dobbins. You have Lamar coming back, cutting in a little bit, but that's all right. I think the offense is more well-rounded now than it was in the past. I think that's going to help him out. So I have here, I thought of a couple quarterbacks that have better arms than Baker Mayfield. I'm just gonna Let's stop with the Baker slander, okay? I know no, the guy is is beat up, but you know he's, not, a, he's a Sooner, okay? He's a Sooner. Take it easy. I'm not slandering him. I just don't think Take he has a top easy. 10 arm in the NFL. That's what I'm just saying. I got Mahomes, Herbert, Tua. Tua's got a pretty decent arm. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. I would say Jalen Hurts has a better arm than Baker Mayfield. Aaron Rodgers, Trey Lance, Anthony Richardson. That's nine. Can we think of one more player that has a better arm than Baker Mayfield? Might as well throw in Levis. Throw, if we're just going big arm guys, you know. He I mean, hit the top Levis of a building. He's insane. There you go. There you go. There's 10. Zach, do you have anyone that you want to add to the list to make it 11? Kendall Hinton. Oh man! Now, <laughs> now we're now we're disrespecting. Now Chev, we're now disrespecting. you know why people talk over Zach. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not fair. All right. All right. So, Chev, who is your last breakout for 2023? Yeah, it's going to be Alexander Madison. Obviously, uh-huh. this is with hopes that Dalvin Cook is gone this upcoming year. If Dalvin Cook is not gone, Madison has not rushed over 500 yards in any of those seasons. So. Not feeling too happy with him if Dalvin is comes back, but all the reports are saying that Dalvin is more likely to be cut. Apparently, he was supposed to be traded to Zach's Miami Dolphins at some point in the offseason. Never got to happen, but there's lots of talks about Dalvin Cook, and it doesn't sound like he's going to be on the Minnesota Vikings very much longer. You know, he could sign a friendly deal, but at this point, I feel like the relationship could be a little bit broken with all that's been said at this at this moment. You know, Minnesota, they're starting running backs, which has just been Dalvin Cook at this point the last four years. They've gotten over 250-plus touches on the ground and over 50 targets in the last four seasons. I think if Alexander Madison gets that, I think he'll have a pretty, pretty good season. Last year, if we would use his uh, yards per carry, we would have got him pretty close to 1,000 yards rushing. And, you know, Madison coming in the game, coming out of the game, like it's not easy to get in rhythm. So I'm not saying that he he should have probably ran for a lot more yards per carry, but I understand that the guy has, just comes in and out whenever Dalvin Cook pleases. So it's a lot harder to get in a rhythm. So, you know, if he gets to a thousand yard rushing, I'd be very happy. You know, and this is the final opportunity for him to get in a groove. If he can get all those starting touches, I think he can have a successful season in that offense. You have Jordan Addison. You have TJ Hawkinson. You have Jefferson there as well. That's a good offense to be a part of as a running back. A lot of people can't stack the box against that. You can't ju- you can't do it. So hopefully this upcoming year, we'll see a good workload from him. The three games that he did get a workload in, 315 yards rushing, 
4.3 yards per carry. He had 16 receptions and 133 receiving yards in those three games where he got over 20 touches in the game. So I think if Alexander Madison can find a way to ship Dalvin Cook off to some other team, he's destined to have a big upcoming season. And, you know, he hasn't done much in the NFL. We always say, oh, if Dalvin Cook gets hurt, if Dalvin Cook gets hurt, it just hasn't happened as often as maybe it did when he tore his ACL. So this is his time. Alexander Madison's going to break out this upcoming year. He, I mean, to break out, he doesn't have to do much. And, you know, right now it's going to be cheap to get him. 2024 second, you got Samaji P. Ryan in a third, and Mike Gusecki. Now, if Dalvin Cook gets released or traded, then it's going to be a lot harder to get him. So if you want Alexander Madison to be a breakout on your team, go get him now. Do not wait. Now is the time to go grab him before the news breaks on Dalvin Cook. The only thing I'll say is when you're talking about the Vikings offense, you forgot to mention Jalen Rager. Oh, yes. I forgot that guy. He's still there. I agree. It's definitely possible. I think obviously you're basing this off of Dalvin Cook leaving. Yeah. Um, in which case I completely agree because he's gonna be, I don't want to say he's going to be the forgotten guy in the offense. I would say somewhat overlooked. And if that's mm-hmm. the case, I'm all in. Also, stash Dwayne McBride if he can somewhere. I know Ty Chandler is on the, ahead of him on the depth chart now, but Ty Chandler is just Ty Chandler. Dwayne McBride's better. Zach, do we agree or disagree? Alexander Madison breakout if Dalvin Cook's not around. Um, I do, and I agree for a different reason. Um, I'm uh, I, I'm very much a dive into the contract kind of guy because the contract dictates what the team believes, right? Mm-hmm. Let's look at this contract real quick that Alexander Madison signed in free agency. It's a two-year, $7 million deal, but there are some incentives in this deal, and mm-hmm. you don't give these kind of incentives to a backup running back, okay? He has an incentive for 750 to 999 yards, You don't give that to a backup running back. You also don't give an incentive of a thousand yards, a $250,000 incentive. If he hits a thousand rushing yards, you don't give that to a backup running back. (laughs) Like you're never going to hit that as a a backup running back. gets an incentive of 500 yards, not a thousand yards. So Mm -hmm. those two incentives make me think that that contract by the Vikings is, is saying there's a potential that you are our starting running back next year. And if you run for a thousand yards, you've now made five hundred thousand dollars more in incentives. For that reason alone, I believe that he's the Minnesota Vikings starting running back. Zach, have you ever done any type of blue collar work, construction, plumbing, anything like that? Not really. <laughs> I'm going to explain something to you as a blue collar worker. Incentives are always given out that you can never reach. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, the NFL is a business. They don't want to pay their players. They really don't. They want to generate a profit. They want to generate revenue. They don't care about making their players wealthy. They don't care about player safety. They care about making money. So they make it harder for players to make money. Hence, no guaranteed contracts. Thank you, Lamar Jackson, for standing up to people so they can get paid for the work that they're putting in. Uh, That being said, I understand where you're coming from to a point, but he was a third-round pick, and to me, a third-round running back screams replaceable. I completely understand where you're coming from. I don't but, disagree with that at all. But we're talking yeah. about one year, 2023. Like, yeah. no, I break out one yeah, I mean, year. I mean, let's talk about this, the the breakout for Alexander Madison. Like, a breakout could almost be considered like 750 yards, not even a thousand, like Chev said. Mm-hmm. So, and for all we know, too, it could be a committee. 
if Dalvin Cook leaves until they sort things out. But I still think if Dalvin Cook's not there, I don't think that Alexander Madison's a bad play at all, to be completely honest. So um, just be wary of looking at the contracts is what I'm saying, because as someone who has been financially screwed over his entire adult working life, I understand what it's all about. But what I'm going to tell you is the guy who's going to break out. He could even be had a little bit cheaper. That's Elijah Moore. Hey, buy on guys who are who didn't do very well the year before. New situation. He's a new face in a new place. He was a former second-round draft pick. And most of us here at the Dynasty Realm, we believed in the talent. If I remember correctly, that was a couple years ago. I already forgot what I had for dinner. So um, he was traded to Cleveland, paired with a third-round pick for a second-round pick in return. Okay, so decent trade there. He's going to be linked with Deshaun Watson. He's easily the best quarterback of his career that he's played with. He's had a lackluster quarterback carousel in New York. Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike Effin White, who's got a jersey in the Hall of Fame, though. I'll say that. He finished as wide receiver 81 in 2022. So one spot ahead of Chev's guy in uh, Traylon Burks. Uh, he had 37 catches, 446 yards, and one touchdown. He seemed to fall out of favor in New York. If I remember correctly, he did he request a trade prior to last season? Do you guys remember that? I was trying to find an article. I could have no. sworn I heard something about it, or there's something going on with him and Robert Salah, or like Michael Floor, whoever the offensive coordinator was there. Um, I didn't know I if anyone so. could recall. If anyone remembers that, comment I think it was during the season. Could have so. been during the season. Yes. Please comment down below. Let me know. So the New York Jets, they spent a lot to upgrade their wide receiver core this offseason. So there's little room for Elijah Moore. But check out their upgrades. Nicole Hardman, Alan Lazard, and Randall Cobb. Corey Davis and Denzel Mims are still on the New York Jets roster somehow. But you got to have people in camp and stuff like that. So looking at the depth chart for Cleveland, we know Amari Cooper is the guy, unless you are Zach Duarte. He's going to take most of the attention from the secondary. So that leaves Donovan Peoples-Jones open. And look, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he could be a somewhat breakout candidate in his own right. But last year, quietly, 61 catches, 839 yards, and three touchdowns, 22. And then we have Elijah Moore, who's slotted in as the starting slot wide receiver. And per Bleacher Report, not just per sources, Moore's been building a rapport with Watson and OTAs with Mari Cooper sideline with a core injury. So this is a good time to be building rapport with your new quarterback. Also from things I've heard, the the Browns, they want to open the offense up a little bit more, more three wide receiver sets, which, hey, that's a good thing for you Nick Chubb fans too, because if there's only one running back on the field, it's going to be Nick Chubb. There's nobody on that team as good as Nick Chubb. So his value is currently that of a late projected 24 second Here's some of the trades that I offered. A 24 third, which was rejected. 24 fourth, and Ben Skwarnik was rejected. I did counter them with Tyler Boyd for Elijah Moore. No answer. Uh, this was a Devi League. It was a 24 third and a 24 fourth. You got to give a little bit more picks because those picks were Devi depleted. It was rejected. Oh, no, I didn't hear back on that one. I'm sorry. 24 third was rejected. And then I tried for John Mechie. Chev shot me down. Guess Chev's not the biggest John Mechie fan after all. Oh yeah, the guy that hasn't played a snap yet. I, I've seen I've seen enough from Elijah Moore to hang on to him at this point. He's going to be paired with with Watson. I think it should be all right. Okay, I get that. And then uh, here's a completed DLF trade: Elijah Moore for 24 second. You're going to pay up a little bit. Of course, I was trying to um, start a little bit lower and then come up if I had to. 
And, you know, some people, not including Chev in this one, they just didn't want to have a back and forth. They're, they're holding stead on Elijah Moore. We're just not responding. So it's if, tough. If you would have offered these a few months ago, I think you would have you would have got some of these, to be honest. Okay. I feel like his his value was so low. You couldn't you could you couldn't get him. Or sorry, you couldn't trade him away because his value was so low. So you had to hang on to him. Now's the time if you wanted to sell him, you're trying to go sell him because you weren't getting any of these offers back then. So well, Chef, let's roll into it then. Do you agree or disagree with him breaking out in 23? Yeah, I think he's got a good opportunity to do so. Uh I mean, we're going to see what that offense is going to be built around. I don't know at this point. I love Nick Chubb. I think he'll get his fair share of touches. Mark Cooper should still be good, but we'll see what it comes down to Sean Watson. Is he back or is he going to be the guy we saw for the last six weeks? I'm projecting he's back in a, in a better rhythm and whatnot, but it's going to come down to him. We'll see. I I still think Elijah Moore breaks out, especially where he started this last off season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Zach. Yes. No, maybe. Can we define breakout in, in this situation? Like, what right, is well breakout for about, Elijah Moore? How about this? He Okay, so like I said before, he was wide receiver 81 last year. He had 37 catches for 446 and one. So why don't we just put him at 60, 68 catches for 803 yards and four touchdowns? If he does that, would you consider uh, that a breakout? I mean, that's a little bit less than uh, what I mean. That would be more catches than Donovan People Jones, slightly less yards and another touchdown. I, I don't know if I'm down with this. Um, I think we're also forgetting David Njoku's there. Um they no, did draft I'm Cedric not. they did draft Cedric. I mean, he was tight in 10 last year. Um, they did draft Cedric Tillman as well. I know he doesn't play the same position. I was gonna say different position. I think he hurts Donovan People Jones or Amari Cooper more than Elijah Moore. Yeah, I just Zach. I don't know. I don't I'm not a first of all, I'm not a Deshaun Watson believer. If you don't know why, I'm a massage therapist. Also, <laughs> you didn't call Zach. I promised you to get his massage. Though. There you go. There you go. That is true. But Zach said he would have done it anyway. Go on. <laughs> let's let's not go there. Okay, let's not go there. Um, I I don't know. I just don't believe like they're just gonna all of a sudden find this uh, mojo. And the other thing is, like, let's look at that division. How competitive are they going to be in that division? I think they're in danger of being the last place team. Um, so, like, they're not better than Cincinnati. I, I don't think they're better than Baltimore. Um, are they better than Pittsburgh? I don't know. So That's a tough one. Like, I was actually thinking about this before the show. You got a good point there. It's a shame, too, because they're going to be the best last place team in the league, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. So, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not a big believer in that team and that offense. I didn't love what I saw last year for anybody on that team. Mm-hmm. I didn't love what I saw for Amari, for Joku, for Chubb. Um, I mean, the person that benefited the most from Deshaun Watson coming back was DPJ. <laughs> dead, dead serious. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am with it at the price that you said. Like, if I can, and I did try in a couple of leagues to trade a like 208, 209, and it just didn't get done because because of that restored faith that Chev was talking about. Um, but I would be happy to pay that price, but I just don't know that he's gonna have this uh, epiphany season. Um, and, and it's not because of him. I like Elijah Moore. I just don't mm-hmm. necessarily believe in Cleveland and that system and that ownership group and the head coach and w- what that offense did last year. And 
you know, it's it's so easy right now to be like, oh, well, the reports are saying they're building rapport. Woohoo! Like everybody's doing that right now. You know, yeah. everybody's building rapport. Everybody is very impressive. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know? For sure. Yeah, but so I, time I, of year... I just not down with it. You know? Okay, so Zach's going to disagree, but look, it's the time of year where you're just going off what you have, and I know it's OTA yeah. hype, but... Also, there was too much agreeing so far. I'm like, screw that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Disagree just to disagree. Look at That's you guys. That's right, Zach. damn it. That's why you bring me on here. Now cut me off. <laughs> all right, I'm cutting you off, and we're going to head on out of here, and I'm going to say goodbye to all of our awesome fans out there. Thank you so much. Hey, five-star review on Apple and a ranking on Spotify would be Gucci for us. Before I head out, just want to say, if you want to play best ball, uh, underdog.com, underdog.com, promo code rewind, first deposit up to $100, 100% match, seatgeek.com, use promo code that is rewind, $20 off your first ticket purchase. And check out our new uh, shop, spreadshop.com, that is rewind. And uh, yeah, you know, look, I'm sorry, my voice is still struggling, but going on day eight of not feeling well here. So everything is in the description. For Zach, for Chev, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for listening.